0: Welcome to Ship SAS Faster with Vulcan and myself, Simon, where we talk shop about SAS. How are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing all right. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad.
1: I've been struggling to remember what I've been up to. Yeah, it can be like that sometimes. That's why we started the bullet points. Like uh, when we first started, and we were trying to like come in with ju- nothing, with no notes prepared, <laughs> and it was <laughs> a disaster. But yeah, yeah.
0: No one has to hear the first episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's gone, further. <laughs> Deleted. Hard drive smashed up.
0: Yeah, cool why didn't you start this week with updates and I'll see if my mind fills up with stuff i actually did yeah so i think it's just usual sas like SaaS founder things like uh
1: i think maybe after the podcast like at 7 p.m that night like two customers came in in 15 minutes and i was like oh man like what's going on and then yeah i was on a riding high and then i got customers every day after that and then straight down again i don't know why I didn't even ship any updates to the product and now no customers for the past few days and it's just like what what have I done wrong what's going on like I'm still getting signups and yeah I'm still getting yeah signups and stuff so it's just like you just don't know what's going on this is so annoying I just wish I had a bit bigger so you like it would feel smoother right I feel like it yeah a bit smoother than just bumpy everywhere
0: yeah I get that every month really looking at it and you're like oh it's halfway through the month and there hasn't been much activity Yeah, and then it all yeah. comes in you're like fine i think i haven't had much activity this month and unfortunately it's the 30th so i'm not really <laughs> sure <laughs> it's all coming in today don't
1: worry i have the podcast
0: yeah but it can't be new sign ups because like they're not going to realize for 14 days so it's going to have to be upgrades yeah. <laughs> i'm to have to quickly send out a campaign to everyone flash sale
1: <laughs> mine's normally at the beginning of the month everyone wants a new website so i get a ton of like uh like sign-ups and like upgrades and stuff like people just trying to get their sites online and then it's just dead for like the rest of the month and it's every time it gets my hopes up and then lets me down again and then i have churn come in through the month as well
0: oh that's the issue isn't it if i look at uh september's like because trials will my first trial ends on the 1st of september like september's looking all right actually so if they all go through and i don't get any churn at least at least the first 12 days of september are looking all right
1: I think you have much lower churn than me. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not too bad. It was really good. And then in the last 12 months, it's become slightly less than really good, but um, it's still good. So,
1: so what's this uh, fixed sign-up currency about?
0: Ah, uh, So um, this is where Stripe and multi-currency kind of sucks. So if you create a user, they don't have a currency, but as soon as you add them onto a plan they join that currency and they can no longer be a different type of currency. And we don't have like support for multiple Stripe accounts. So when someone signs up, we kind of need to know which currency they want to be on, even if they're free, because the free plan has like a zero...
1: Yeah, yeah. Defaults to something.
0: Yeah, zero value currency. So originally we were just doing some like header guessing, which doesn't always work because sometimes the developer signs up from wherever in the world and like they're working for a European company or vice versa. So, and when we changed the pricing page, we stopped like guessing and we offered people just to be able to just flick through at some point I'll put the guests back on, but with the option to still look at the other currencies. But, um, so we had to ask people and I asked Jorge, the developer I have to add it as part of the signup. And I wasn't very clear and he added it on the registration page. Instead of like the team crate page, which I think potentially has like hindered a few of at least the free signups because (laughs) on the page to sign up to the free plan, it's asking you which currency you want to be building. So (laughs) I'm not sure. So I put it on the team crate page and it's now like a little bit more obscure, like it's there, but not really in your face. So when do when do you
1: add a uh, like Stripe customers?
0: As soon as they sign up, as soon as they create a team, we create a Stripe account for that team, and then that Stripe account was responsible for the like I don't know what the best practice is, but like that's the way we did it.
1: <laughs> There's very little stuff about this online. I found like I found some like best practices of like podcasts and stuff where they're telling you like how to name your plans, but yeah, for a lot of stuff, it's all just like hidden away.
0: Yeah, and then and you hear people always complaining about this because like. Which other way you do it it kind of messes your analytics up either as well because like sometimes you have free users that aren't part of the pipeline at all. Sometimes you do. So if someone's on the free plan for like three years and then they convert, like that would then change the time to convert rate or whatever. So my graph, my graph for like conversions, like days it takes for someone to convert is like well over fourteen days because of because of that. So it's a bit of a useless chart, really. But um. In other ways, it's kind of interesting that someone's been a free user for three years and then they finally sign up. Like, ah, it's working.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, like, Stripe kind of bolted on the billing, right? It was never built for billing. It was more for, like, other sorts of things. And then over time, they built on top of it. And then, yeah.
0: It'd be far easier if you could. Because, like, the other problem is, like, a lot of people are on dollars because, like, they signed up before we did the multi-currency thing. And if they want to convert, it's such a headache because, like, you can't just convert them. You have to create them a whole new Stripe account. They have to add their card again. You have to kind of like work out how much credit you're going to be moving across from one currency to the other currency. So luckily we do not get asked that many times. But um, also at the moment, it's good to charge in dollars. So I don't... but <laughs> we'll just remove the currencies. Just hide
1: it for now. <laughs> yeah. Toggle it on and off based on uh, how well dollars doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dollars up, man. I need to rake it all in at the moment.
0: My oh, yeah, probably need to change the pricing really to better reflect what it is this the spread between dollars and pounds. But um yeah,
1: <laughs> in terms of currency, there's a kind of off topic, but the uh, Tesla. I think someone shared it in this the Discord we're in. They gave a discount to people in uh, lower, like because of pr- purchase parity or whatever it's called. So they actually like they knocked off fifty percent of some people's in. So <laughs> we're thinking about like getting more so Tesla. Was thinking about saving people money.
0: Yeah. Do you mean you need to plan a trip somewhere to buy a Tesla? <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, I mean, I meant a star. What's it called? Starlink. That's the one, not Tesla. Starlink.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Makes more sense. I saw a tweet today where someone added purchasing power to their, their site and they realized it made no difference.
1: Was that the French guy teaching French or something?
0: It was. Yeah. We should probably try and link up that tweet. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because I never really hear people saying about how like these things don't work. And that's almost more interesting than when they do work.
1: Yeah, I wish more people talked about what didn't work. Cause you, yeah, you just don't get them learning. Same with the uh, stripe. Like because people think they've done it wrong, like they don't talk about it or because they don't think they've done it optimal. They just don't talk about it. So you just never really learn and there's no discussions and stuff. Whereas developers, they'll like write, like write some new code and say, this is the only way to do it now. And then share it on Hacker News kind of thing.
0: But. Yeah. Well, I'd have to try and dig that one up later. I can't remember the guy's name. So I
1: think he mentioned Av, the, the, uh, yeah, that guy feedback panda guy. So. Might be one way to find it.
0: Cool. Okay. What else have you been working on this week?
1: Uh, So I planned to finish product like months ago. Well, a month ago kind of thing. And then uh, I don't know. I just keep getting like feedback from customers and ways of improving and stuff. So I think I mentioned last week that I had some guy who was giving me like... Google docs with a bunch of stuff. And then another guy, uh, he's a like power user of webflow as well. He sent me like Figma screenshots of him like rebuilding some of the UI. And I was like, man, these guys are super passionate about UI. It's like for me, I don't care as long as the product works. I, I just want to get in there and save a bunch of time and make a really like make cool stuff, but really quickly. And I would trade off UI, but it seems there's a lot of people who really just love UI kind of thing wanting to put the work. In. So it, it makes me feel like, oh man, I got to improve UI a bit or I got to improve UX here or I've got to do this here. So, yeah, that's what I've been working on. A little bit is that's what, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing.
0: I guess we're in totally different products because when I first launched SnapSheet, I used the default Laravel theme for the authentication. And then I just rolled that into the default theme for the whole thing. Yeah. And one of the people, someone messaged me randomly on Twitter after I launched it on Product Hunt saying, oh, you need to change the UI. No one will use that. And that did me quite well for like, two three years (laughs) having the worst bootstrapped ui so i don't know whether like um and i've been listening to is it the seeking scale podcast and they've been talking about how product-led growth and all this and all the product improvements they've made which have made basically zero difference to the bottom line like hasn't changed growth or hasn't changed like anything else like obviously the product is better but it hasn't like sales is the thing that moves the needle not like Mm -hmm. Obviously, if the product doesn't actually solve a problem, then no amount of, <laughs> they were just talking about product led growth and all that stuff. And if that is, you know, in the bootstrap world where they tell people, oh, increase your pricing and like yep. that, that kind of verb or whatever. The mantra basically
1: is like increase pricing. It's just repeated in your head. It's like, increase. how can you increase pricing? How can you increase pricing?
0: but like that has seemed to have like passed and the nuances of that are like now better explained and like it's not just a case of always increasing prices like that may have been the advice 10 years ago when people were trying to build product for the first time and charging the same price of a like a phone app but now it's not and i wondered whether the uh, product live growth stuff will be go down the same line of it, it hasn't had the nuances of it kind of beaten out <laughs> yeah
1: yeah there's just too much there like product wins but it's like there's definitely trade-offs and there's definitely features on the product that's helped me like fundamentally like stuff like blogging back in the day the second i had that i saw like conversions go up churn rate goes yeah up. so th- there is stuff like that and it, it, i made like a ux change uh, and that fundamentally i saw a shift but that was a big change like <laughs> i literally ripped out a whole of the ui and changed it but yeah, on the point earlier about the UI, like I had a basically a default React theme that everyone uses called Blueprint JS. I think there's like hundreds of thousands of developers who use it, and it was, it was like super handy, saved me a ton of time. And backend developers didn't care, and like market, a lot of marketers didn't care as well. But it's like now I'm trying to onboard designers who are willing to create templates. It's like I'm trying to attract a whole different market, and like their number one feedback is like I don't know, it's always UI, it's always weird. I don't know, they they just love UI. I don't know if I can get around that. I've tried, but.
0: My developer wants to redo the admin UI because it is clunky, I would say. it's a bit, it's not entirely thought out, but uh, it's, I haven't really put it up as top priority because I don't see it as like, as you said, like with your features there, it's not a massive move the needle thing.
1: Do you mean the, the
0: UI you for your customers? I mean the dashboard for the users. So uh,
1: client dashboard. Yeah. The dash, the app, the web app. I just call it web app, but there's so many names for it, but
0: Yeah. Yeah, we do have like a little admin, but it's basically built into the dashboard. <laughs> a lot of like, a lot of our admin stuff is like you, um, you technically join the team and then if you join the team and you're an admin, it unlocks all these buttons. <laughs> so you can basically do quite a lot of admin work from just your phone, which is really good.
1: Yeah. Mine shows up. Like if you, if you're a certain user, then you, uh, all the buttons start showing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I find that really easy instead of having like a complete separate admin panel to manage everything. Yeah. Well, so you've been on.
1: Yeah, so classic uh like founder mentality again about features. Like there's this one feature I really want to build. Well, not it's not even a feature, it's like a massive, like <laughs> kind of a new product kind of thing. But there's just so much demand for it in the market, but I just don't have time. Well, okay, let's go back. Like a week ago, maybe, I wrote up a doc, uh sent it to a guy who's really good like open source developer. Well, he's a good developer and he's trying to get into open source. And he was kind of excited, but he wasn't like super excited. So then you know, I then after a few days I realized like Yes, this is a great product, but not now. It's just saying no to things that are great, but you just don't have time for. Oh, completely separate product. It uses Vasoli, but it's like a a different product. So basically, I may have mentioned it to you before, but it's like you take Vasoli code and then you can render it into anything else. So you could render it as like lava Blade or uh, render it as React code. Because at the moment, what designers are doing, they're going into like Figma and like doing all their designs and stuff. Or, and then, yeah, it's just not usable. So, but that was my plan. But then I was like, <laughs> "This is right, This is yeah. This is a big, big, big project that can be done later on." Um,
0: oh, cool! You just reminded me of something I did this week. Actually, uh, I sold one of my side projects. <laughs> Which one was that? So I had a project called Bill.do. Do not say the name too fast. And um, it was for digitalization bill monitoring. And it was something I built that I was hoping would be like um, like a side project that would funnel interest into Snapshooter. However, it like it's more work <laughs> than I thought it would be, having to like build a basically an analytics tool around billing and it just never got any love. So and no, it didn't get many sign ups, maybe one or two a month. So um I decided to sell it to a customer a Snapshooter, who I talk to regularly, and he's probably gonna do a much better job of it, uh, for I would say a token amount of money. So it's not like I got my <laughs> I haven't I can't declare I've had an exit really. But um yeah. So I wish him luck with that, and um, as soon as I sold it, I regretted it. So <laughs> as soon as I sold it, I thought oh, I could have put that on the digital marketplace, and maybe yeah. maybe that would have caught some leads. But um. I don't know if if it, if it doesn't
1: like take off by itself. Like I had like engineers marketing SaaS pages, which kind of took off by itself. But if it's not doing that, then it's like then it's a, it becomes a product in itself. Because yeah, I remember you launching that. Well, you built you asking if you should build it, and I was like, give it a go, and then you launched it. It's a shame it didn't get more traction.
0: Yeah, it didn't take long to bill, and I didn't put any billing on it, so that saved loads of time. Like, when I decided I wasn't going to bill at all, like, that made life way easier. I had, like, a mention on the homepage that I would bill if you spent more than 10000 a month at DigitalOcean, but I never got around to it. But, um, yeah, I think in the marketplace it would be cool, and, like, I'd be interested to see what the guy does with it. So.
1: I think yeah. it could be super interesting, like, um, what's his name? You know, Profitwell and, uh, you yeah. know with patrick campbell he basically had a like price intelligently or something so he mm-hmm. built profit well on top of that and then you could literally have like that as your like funnel for a digital ocean like what's it called like agency where you come in and optimize stuff like you see a bunch of like, someone spending 10 yeah. grand a month and then you say i can come in and save you five grand
0: i think the space is very well proven with aws and google and azure but um not so much with digitization, And I'm not sure whether that's because digitization is more fixed price and doesn't have the number of solutions and the, the ways you can mess stuff up in AWS and stuff. But um, yeah, perhaps uh, as digitization continues to grow, uh, it would be good. But um, have got a lot of products in the same space, so it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting, obviously. I don't have time, so. Better found just focusing on my backup company, which... I want to grow to beyond what anything like that could ever be. So backups is a huge market, so I want to come and take it all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can listen back to this in like 10 years' time and be like, oh, yeah, he was right. <laughs> he did it. He did it. He, did, he, he fucking did it, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: now I'm going to have to tick the explicit box now, aren't I? when I want to upload yeah. this podcast. Anyway, so that was something I did, yeah. The other thing I've been – so I fixed the – Fix the sign up. I looked at the pricing page because I wanted to put more of a highlight on the free users just to see whether that has an effect on the number of signups. I like free users. I know a lot of businesses don't and eventually move away from premium, but I have no real problem with them because of our, I guess, our margins or the fact that free users don't use up any actual resources. So I wanted to give that a stronger push. I mean, they do use up some resources, and I do have to fix that next week, but um, <laughs> it's not, not beyond manageable, so um, I think it's worth it. So,
1: When did you change it? Have you noticed anything yet?
0: Probably I don't quite have enough data to be able to tell, and this month has been kind of a bit like terrible anyway, so I'm not sure. If, maybe if I compared August to August, but then that wouldn't – I don't know. I don't have enough stuff for a gut feel, so I can't tell you. <laughs> So I feel like there are some changes you make, uh, like you can
1: feel, you can, you can tell, but yeah, if, it, if it's, if, if it's a weird month, then yeah, it makes sense. To, you can't tell. And then yeah. you won't be able to tell next month unless you change it back. I rarely see people do the change back, like, or test it again. It's funny. Make the change and then that's it. And then onto the next thing.
0: i tell you what, I want to do an experiment where I fundamentally change the pricing from tiered to like metered completely. But like that feels so risky if it pulls it up. <laughs> but I don't know if I'll ever do it. Like I don't have the confidence to do that. So, um, yeah, I'd be worried that loads of people would convert all the people who would be cheaper would convert all the people who wouldn't, wouldn't. And then new people wouldn't sign up. And I'd just be like, I just pissed away a whole load of revenue. <laughs> yeah.
1: A bit, that, that was a big, that was a scary one. The day yeah, then one said, like you're betting, you're betting on a whole thing, but you've got like a solid business. There's no, there's no reason to bet all the way.
0: No. No, I think I might do some experiment in the future,
1: unless you think like a competitor's going to come in and do that, but otherwise, yeah
0: well, in that case, they could kind of prove they could kind of prove it, can't they? So it seems everybody else in the market has aligned with us in terms of pricing, so even a competitor who was bigger than us, but I don't think they're bigger than us anymore, they've realigned themselves to be in line with us, so <laughs> it was an irritating in a way because I liked having like what I thought was the better model, but obviously everyone else, now thinks it's a better model. So anyway, <laughs> what else have you been working on? Next. You've written here that you broke Webflow. What's going on?
1: <laughs> oh no, no, no. The Webflow API broke. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- they have a way of you f- to send them like rich text, HTML, and they allowed you before to, you know how you can add like att- like HTML attributes to rich text. Yeah. So you got like an iframe with a, like a source or something. So a lot of people were like doing that. Um, like they were connecting to like Airtable or do it right. They were writing their ad- content somewhere and then importing into Webflow. And then that just randomly broke. So then I know a few people who are building like third party sasses on top of there. And then they were all sweating. They were like, what's going on here? No one else from <laughs> the Webflow team. No, they still, I don't think anyone's communicated it. Like no one's talked about it or anything. So, uh, yeah. Based on that, I had one of them who I've been asking for like a while, kind of like hinting that I'd love to do integration with you if I ever build like a external API kind of thing. And he was yep. asking me like, <laughs> is it external API done? And then, yeah, basically he wanted to de-risk himself and get rid of the platform risk because at the moment he only does like Airtable to Webflow kind of thing. So now it's like, can I do Airtable to something else or can I yeah bring in something? Yeah. Basically get rid of just the Webflow risk, which is good for me, uh, but I don't have the external API. So it so, yeah, <laughs> and and it's not easy work as well because it's like I've got to redo a lot of the back end uh, architecture,
0: yeah. Yeah, our API is really good actually, so it's not used a lot. But um, the people who are using it are doing it to solve like use cases that we probably never bothered to solve with the UI, so from that perspective, it's good.
1: I think Webflow didn't realize how, how many people were going to use their uh, API because they just it doesn't look like they invested it from the start. It looks like they just built it. And then there's some mm-hmm. stuff it, like they barely updated it and stuff, but it's yeah, it's, it's just been used a lot more like people were like hacking together, like Zapier and stuff in there and yeah, just tons of this whole no code space plugging in.
0: Is there anything else on your list?
1: Yeah. So kind of like maybe next week I'll be saying like, I was an idiot for thinking it's possible, but yeah, there's a huge <laughs> UI kit on Figma. They must be, yeah, they've got multiple team members and stuff. And there may be a potential way to partner with them. So yeah, we'll see if that goes through. But then they, that, that's basically, they can just say, we've added facility uh, to the list of platforms we support and then send a blast out to all their people. And then that could be hundreds or thousands of signups. And I think they have a free Figma kit as well, which has like thousands or tens of thousands of um, downloads or clones or whatever they call them. So yeah, it could be a big channel. It's, it's just the, these things always like, I don't know, they always like slip through the cracks somehow
0: yeah i was gonna say do you have enough time as well
1: uh well so one guy it doesn't require any really time from me it's just hoping that they do it kind of thing
0: ah okay all right well fingers crossed (laughs) it's
1: literally no work and potential huge upside and that's basically what i've been looking hoping for for like last probably year and a half just waiting for um yeah one of these lucky opportunities that i've seen other founders have and then just changes the fundamental business
0: ah cool fair enough
1: so about twitter ads how's that been going
0: Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd do a couple of Twitter ads after. So I sponsored a conference last week uh, around agencies and a um, bit of a flop, to be honest. I think probably because the agencies were geared towards, they're all marketing agencies. And I think probably the people we went to it are marketers, not developers. So not qu- like they're the right businesses, but not the right people. So anyway, I did talk to a few people there, which was good and like potentially got some interest, but I don't think I'll be seeing that return on investment at all. So I thought I'd run some Twitter ads and kind of ignore the return on investment just to see, Mm. because, you know, I've run Twitter ads in the past and you're like, oh, I've just spent, I spent 30 pounds and not a single person signed up to a pay plan. What a waste of money. But I thought I'd see if I would roll the dice for a bit longer and see, so that's been going on for the last week, spending like fifty quid a day or something. So
1: I love how you take these like not big bets, but like a lot of founders I talk to, they're like, I'm gonna spend five pounds a day and see what works. But I feel like they're yeah, they maybe a little earlier than you.
0: Yeah, I think I've tried that before and I don't I just don't think you get enough sample size or like is it the third time someone sees the ad they actually go on it and then like yeah.
1: But I'm just not willing to pull the gun on it at the moment. Like I don't know why. It's just like I've got money in the bank that I'm ready to spend. It's just like I don't, I feel like it has to be not perfect, but it has to be a lot more complete than
0: yeah that I can get to at this current stage. I've just been doing some tweets and I've just been promoting them on my own brand because like I have way more followers than Snapchat's Twitter account does. So I don't know if that's better or worse. But um,
1: well I've seen some marketing gurus do that, so they seem to. I guess they get an ROI out of it, but maybe they're not.
0: Yeah, and I've done some like lookalike audiences, so I'm interested to see uh, how they go. So getting clicks spending quite a bit for clicks but um not sure how many are signing up but uh
1: i also saw a tweet for facebook ads as well it was something like i'm an idiot i'm an idiot i'm an idiot oh i've got something i'm a genius so (laughs) it seems to be that sort of like curve um for these like social ones but maybe that's just facebook but i do feel like there's learning in there that you have to get
0: yeah i need to experiment the copy as well a lot more because like we can basically run the same. I can see a competitor in the past has run an ad in the same space as me. And over the course of like, they've run it for quite a while and they've got ended up with like quite a lot of likes and comments and stuff on it. So, and I can't imagine they've been spending a huge amount on it. So <laughs> if I could get to at least it performing like theirs is ticking over, that'd be great. But, um, Anyway, that's what I'm just messing around with. Thinking of that, I also did some changes on the referral marketing to make sure that um, referrals are properly accredited because we changed to a static website and uh, the whole cookie setting stuff had just, like, disappeared. So that's now being reinstated. (laughs) But luckily that's more of a private program, so um, not, like, anything to worry about, but I want to... I think I said last week about increasing incentives for maybe it was a conversation I had during the week with somebody about increasing the incentives for uh, some affiliates. So at the moment we have like a uh, users can refer users, but I'd like to try and see if I can get some YouTube kind of influencers.
1: I feel like that might be kind of hot as well on Twitter as well. Like these people, <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but they just literally post like very similar tweets. It's like top 10 no code tools or top 10 like, CSS generators and all of this, and they, and they get tons of likes. So if you can get in like one of those, maybe that might be where you could spend your Twitter money as well.
0: They can make like tons of money. I think if you talk, if you listen to Justin Jackson or other talk about their affiliate program, and they were saying at some point they're like paying like 25% of their revenue down, or like it was a huge factor of their revenue was going to affiliates. Um, obviously they make more than the affiliates do, but, um,
1: But that might be like one channel, because there's like these developers who tweet out like, maybe it's like uh, top 10 tools for security or something, or top 10 tools for peace of mind. Maybe you can give one of those
0: the idea. People have written some like really crappy blog posts with us in like top 10, but like that's, I can't imagine they ever get clicked on because... It's not something I go, it's not something I Google like top 10 backup tools.
1: I feel like you could pay one of these guys 50 pound on Twitter and they'll post it for you on one of their lists. So it's like, how much are you spending on Twitter? And and some of these posts gets like a thousand likes and I haven't seen any of that. And I feel like that might do well as well for these guys because they're normally just posting like no no code tools or CSS generators, but something like peace of peace of mind might do well as well.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm looking at. I was trying to see if I can market towards more towards agencies, but that's kind of. Getting a bit hard to target. I could just do cold email campaign again, but I've had no luck there.
1: How many did you send out with the cold email?
0: Uh, f- a couple of thousand.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <then.
0: laughs> I've okay. done like a couple by completely by hand, and I've done maybe like fifty or sixty emails by hand, and I'm not seeing much back.
1: But you said you said you were talking about like marketing agencies, right? You were saying like how it's a bit disconnected like it's normally developers who buy it but developers might not respond to you kind of thing like who are you messaging with the cold emails kind of thing
0: uh it was normally like head of tech sort of like CTO, dev sort of role but not entirely sure how accurate the list was so i see also i didn't like do a follow-up until they told you to piss off campaign so it was only like two emails i think so perhaps perhaps you do need to just keep hammering people i I don't know I, i didn't want to do that so Um, I'm interested to see how phones would go actually maybe getting on the phone with people but then it's really hard to get (laughs) it's really hard to get on the phone actually with a lot of these agencies i like I looked at recently they don't even have phone numbers like in the same way that most businesses are purely digital and maybe with like the remote work from home like there is no
1: people want to be async right they don't want that that synchronous part of it anymore
0: sometimes I get out on Snapchat when I'm trying to like call a customer to go through something that's wrong or whatever or fix it and like, if I do find the company, it's well, okay. Well, that developer is working from home permanently. Um, so I passed on this message <laughs> for him to call you back. And I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. There's no like phone system anymore. Anyway, anyway. And then the other stuff I looked at is I last week is I've put an offer in on an office, like a physical space just down the road from me. So just waiting for final confirmation of contract and stuff if you have any questions about that and i also installed a small battery at home because i'm fed up with the high energy costs it's <laughs> so it suddenly started to make sense after the uk announced what the prices will be from october it's starting to like make some real bank
1: <laughs> did you check if the battery went up in price i did like i was looking around at like solar and batteries and i could i didn't really look that much into it but i was just yeah like did it
0: has it gone up over the year or i bought this secondhand this i set up the solar system and um the batteries that go with the system like you can use any battery but the ones that are like, most compatible and be like drop in plug on play were out of stock that's because they're kind of overpriced for what you get but whatever and i put some watches on ebay for them and nothing has come up for months and then over the weekend, two people independently listed them and I just like bought them. <laughs> so one of them turned up in- instantly. The guy was like, I tried to post it, but it was going to cost this much to post. So I'm just going to drive it to yours if that's all right. Um, <laughs> like, fine. <laughs> it's probably probably better to be driven than throwing uh, around in the back of the van. So that turned up at the weekend and I plugged that in. And it even came with a hole kilowatt of charge so that that <laughs> evening i got <laughs> i got twenty thirty i got 28p back off my purchase <laughs> price <laughs> um how much yeah, does it but, store
1: how many kilowatts does it store
0: they only store one because that's the problem with them so it's not like a huge battery system so each module stores one kilowatt hour and then you can have up to nine but i don't need nine i need like two so i bought another one as well so
1: yeah i was um, kind of shocked how little houses actually use i think it's like four or five right, kilowatts per hour or something. Is that right? Or is that?
0: I think on a normal day, we use around 10 kilowatt hours. But like our uses was probably slightly higher than most people say. Okay.
1: yeah, I think yeah. I was looking, it was like four or five, but yeah.
0: I supply internet to the neighbours and stuff. And actually, when I price that up, it's actually costing a fortune in electricity. <laughs> 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 and next month, it's just going to double. So it's becoming like less effective than... How come it costs money in electric? Because I gotta like run like a whole cabinet worth of network equipment.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which pulls like hundred and fifty watts, which over the course of a day.
1: I thought you're just running your little like Wi-Fi Wi-Fi hub and then was letting it next door connect. I was like, <laughs> how is that going to cost you more? Or like an infinite cable next door? But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like four kilowatt hours a day to run.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah, my numbers are right then. If you're... it's like that's crazy.
0: Yeah. So. Anyway, when I get rid of that in March, that'd be good. Uh, (laughs) I could get back to just having a a standard, like, home router and be done with it. But, um, yeah, so anyway, and then I looked at (laughs) just more banging on the drum of energy prices. I looked at the office, and um, businesses are not protected by energy pricing caps in the UK. So the UK, there's a limit to what they can charge consumers to make sure they're not ripping you off, and they just increase that. But businesses have no protection against that. And the quote was one pound and four pence per kilowatt hour for this office. So that's not great. And I can see, luckily I'm not going to use much, but um I can see a lot of businesses this winter just going out of business.
1: I saw an article about a cafe. It's either four, it was either 4,000 pound a month, no 4,000 pound a year or 14,000 pound a year. And it went up to 54,000 <laughs> pound estimated yeah. next year. Like, what, how, like the, the business is shut down like, how can how can they afford to pay 40k the person's probably not even on 40k so they're just wiped out now they're, the whole business is shut down
0: yeah I have literally no idea like how industry will cope with like
1: even on the large scale because it's, it's literally pure cost <laughs> like they have the margins right and then because the energy costs go up their margins are now broken so they can't afford to it just doesn't make sense to actually make stuff
0: no no and there was well, no, I, watched, I was on Reddit and I obviously I don't know the accuracy but they said they were a, they were a pottery shop where people come in and do pottery, and they use something like <laughs> they use five grand a month of electricity. Currently, that's high or whatever, but that's within their margins. But that's going to go up by a factor of five or six. Yeah, and it's like at that point, it's not literally not worth it. Like either you could pass it on to consumers, but no one's going to be paying whatever. So they just like shut the business down.
1: But when you think about it in yearly times, it's, it gets even mad. It's like the business went from sixty k. 60K to nearly 300,000 a year in
0: 240,000.
1: What? Yeah. It's it's literally like, there's going to be so many businesses shut down because of it.
0: Yeah. And then I worry about that because obviously like I run a business that serves businesses.
1: And then your your businesses serve other businesses.
0: Yeah. And if they, yeah, if they start shutting down, like I start getting hammered. So it's not great really. And it will just cause like a spiraling recession. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cool. On that note, I mean, we haven't even talked about what we're No, we can next talk week. about next week so we don't have to end on a depressing note. But yeah. oh, okay, cool. Well, we've run over. It's going to cost more. Right, quickly, what are you working on next week? you got two minutes.
1: For me, it's, it's simple. It's just basically finishing up the UI UX and uh, getting Template Marketplace hopefully up next mm-hmm. week. So, talk, do, working with the like external, like, the template builder. So, that should be really cool. Um, working on some stuff. Like, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Like, Matt Winsing and uh, Adam Wavin were <laughs> kind of like, talking at each other kind of thing like Matt was saying that um like all Tailwind websites no, he was saying like you can notice a Tailwind website and then Adam was like no you can't here's some examples and they just kept like talking at each other and not talking to each other kind of thing for like 20 replies and then I think it got late somewhere so they, <laughs> they just decided to stop the discussion and then in between Peter- Peter's in there because uh he- he's like works at Tailwind now and he's a co-host with Matt So he's like little (laughs) talking in between, trying to calm it down. It's super funny.
0: Nice. I have to have a look at that. Cool. All right. So next week, uh, I've got a few things to brush up on the backup system, just um, some small improvements that that have been like all sat at 90% complete, but not published. And then I've got some stuff to do on the CMS just to help the editor increase our ranking because this is still like an ongoing problem. So, yeah. All right.
1: So, show notes can be found at shipsasfaster.com. See you next week.
0: See you later. Bye.